Games and Groceries presents the Tell Me Why Roundtable Discussion. With special guest, Andrew Orsi. Let's begin with Chapter 1. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our very first Tell Me Why Roundtable Discussion, where we're going to be going over... Chapter one of Tell Me Why, developed by Don't Not Entertainments, with our very good friend, mm-hmm. special guest, Andrew Orsi. Say hi, Andrew. Hello. Andrew, <laughs> it's his fourth time here, fourth time on the show. Record breaking. But technically, this isn't a Games and Groceries episode. So but it's going on the Games and Groceries podcast page and YouTube page. So it is a Games and Groceries podcast. <sighs> Rats. So you have been on the show four times. Uh-huh. I did it. <laughs> Legal. You can't foil me with your loopholes. I'm getting on this show four times, and it's coincidental. Yeah. Like uh, we were talking about, yeah, we were talking about like having you on the show, and then I just realized, like, wait, this is fourth time. You're the you're the most appeared guest on Games of Groceries so far, which is I'm so honored. Yeah, like. <laughs> How that happen? I don't know. You just keep going. I just relate show. to a lot of conversation topics. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, we're here. Uh, we we, we want to organize this uh, three episode arc all about tell me why because we feel like this game will have important issues to go mm-hmm. over. Uh, so a couple of things before we get started. One, uh, spoiler alert ahead. Spoilers. Uh, go watch a let's play. Play it for yourself. Whatever. It's full spoilers ahead. Uh, going forward. Uh, second thing, this is not a game review. We're not going to be going over the game mechanics. Yeah. We're not going to be going over controls, even though the animations were fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I thought this was like the it best. It may be part not. of the conversation, but it's not like. Yeah. It's We're not reviewing it. Yeah. And um, right. And three, this is a wholeheartedly just a roundtable discussion. Uh, I have my notes. We might go over. Andrew might have his thoughts. And uh, I want this to be a roundtable discussion. We bring in our own perspectives here. It's like book club for video games. Well, that's why we brought on Andrew. <laughs> Ange, I've done something like that before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good game, great game. For those yeah. who love bat... Oh, wait, hate paper cups, but love button mashing. That was there it. There it is. Bang. Um, but yeah, so... Oh, uh, let's just get the conversation rolling. We don't really have a plan here, but uh, yeah. So, very first thing, uh, the uh, game starts in March first, two thousand five, with mm-hmm. uh, at the time Ollie, which we'll get into. Uh, but that was young Tyler, which uh, we'll be talking about a lot. But yeah, the game starts March first, two thousand five. Uh, young Tyler is in a police station confessing to a murder uh, of his mother right Mm -hmm. and then the game progresses into uh 2015 i believe in the same month uh no no no, it's it's october 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 2015 Mm -hmm. uh and what i liked about this is a contrasting life here Mm -hmm. uh now we get to see tyler in a mental facility but first we see allison in her room so i don't think it's a mental facility i think it's like what was it? I think it was a juvie, basically. It was yeah, juvie, it was like, like a, a rehab, like it's yeah, yeah. It's like a juvie, but it's more like a rehab type place. A camp. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's more like it's I, like troubled youth center. Yeah, troubled youth. Yeah. But 
Yeah, because we have uh, those. Uh, we have uh, Phil Haven, of course, over yeah. in Lancaster, and I've worked with people over there. And uh, yeah, so let's get the ball rolling. Um, opening thoughts as the game progresses in the very first uh, scene, as we get to see the two contrasting lives. Uh, who would like to go first here? We I'll have. Go. Yeah, go ahead. Um, for me, my the only thing with so to get the full thing of the game, like I wanted to look at everything, but there was a lot of things to look at in just their True. bedrooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, and it, so like, that was like my, like one smuggling. I'm like, there's so much to look at, but I want to keep going in the game. And then I'm like, now I need to look through Tyler's room. Like, Oh, can I just start? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I want to start the game, but I also want to look at everything. I'm like, all right, there's too much. <laughs> yeah. What did we all find when we, uh, looked through each room? I found both guys. I looked at everything. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> I tried. I'm, to look I'm at really good in these kind of games at like figuring out what the thing is that's going to move you on in the story, mm-hmm. and I avoid it like <laughs> yeah. like it's the plague. I'm like, no, everything else. <laughs> yeah. I love when they're like, I should get going. I'm like, not till I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to be here for 15 more minutes, Tyler. Settle down. <laughs> um. I guess what I'll ask for both of you, because I, I more observed your playthrough yeah. and I took the notes down. Uh, did we find anything of significance in the rooms? The goblins. The goblins. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that was a setup that um, later on, again, spoilers ahead. Yeah. That each of them were their own little characters, the goblins. Yeah. And that's why. Um like what? their mom called them her little goblins, which I don't think is as endearing as it's supposed to sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I want to get into the mother perspective because that yeah, was that was incredibly interesting. Um, what I liked about each room is that, like I said, it, it put a different perspective on each of their lives, mm-hmm. right? Um, like where they are right now. Well, they are right now, how happy they are, what they're thinking about. Uh, and I might be jumping ahead here, but I liked how we, within the first, I want to say 20 minutes, maybe, maybe the first 30 minutes of the game, we get to see exactly where they are in life in general, Mm -hmm. because in the, in the facility, in the, uh, in the camp, as Andrew likes to say it, uh, (laughs) Tyler gets his degree, you know, he's on his way to become a ranger. He's, he's well off in life. Whereas Allison is just you know completely not really off the rails but she's just like "Eh." she doesn't know what she wants she doesn't know where who she is what she wants to do yeah so she's kind of lost she's very much like me yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's just like lost except like like, 10 years younger than me so like oops i need to get it together (laughs) i was about to say how old is allison in the game i think they're supposed to be 22 yeah i think they were 12 because i think they're the same age i was yeah at that time so they're 22 yeah and i was i was thinking the same thing it's like man i don't have my life together either like wait i am almost 30 oh no (laughs) (laughs) yep um but yeah i thought that was very important to see each person's room and even mm-hmm. reading the letter from Tyler to his uh, counselor, which, by the way, yeah. I read it wrong. I thought so. So the letter that he was going to leave his counselor before he left, uh, I thought Tyler was a counselor and I thought he was a reading a letter that he received. I'm like, wait, wait. And it like blew my mind for a second. Like, Tyler, he isn't, well, he wasn't was. he, though? Because they talked about he the last three years that he was there. Well, he became a mentor. Yeah, he became a mentor, but they were saying counselor. So like, um, like so it was to the Aaron, next tier up. Yeah, the next tier up. So like counselor I, is the professional that works there, whereas yeah. he mentored the younger kids. I think as he grew up, 
uh, he became a mentor, but the yeah. actual counselor person. Yeah. Uh, what, who was his mentor, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was Aaron? I believe it was Aaron, yeah, right? His was, name was Aaron. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he was a mentor. So he he even moved up a yeah, lot. He, they said he graduated high school from there. Like he got his high school degree from the facility, mm-hmm. and then he stayed an, another three years as a mentor. Yeah, like he stayed around. Which um, I want to put a pin in because later on we get to meet a character. Uh, but I want to put a pin in that because what we see with Tyler in the room, in my opinion, is that he took responsibility Mm -hmm. uh he you know stepped up he became a mentor he looked at his own self we see pamphlets in there how to and i liked how how to become a healthy masculinity right Mm -hmm. the transgender's man's guide to healthy masculinity he's taking Mm -hmm. steps to improve himself Mm -hmm. and i want to put a pin in that because i want to bring something else up but uh before it's also i think that's an excellent way to introduce that i mean like obviously i'm i'm not a person who can speak from the trans experience itself Mm -hmm. but um i think that like trans trans representation in video games has been like little to none Mm -hmm. a lot of bad i was about (laughs) Um, to say it's more like a punchline Mm -hmm. and and even in media even in just like media in general like tv shows and movies like recently we've gotten a little bit better but a lot of like trans storylines end up being very focused on pain mm-hmm. and the pain yeah. of of people bullying you for it and we do get some of that some mm-hmm. of his pain yes in this but it's also good that our first impression of him is that he is a trans person who is focusing on his mental health yeah, yeah. and like being able to take care of himself and being finding ways to mm-hmm. settle in himself and like to put him at the forefront as a display of a character who is finding ways to to do self-care very effectively mm-hmm. is a great mm-hmm. start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that. And I like what you said that like even the representation in video games, I, I feel like it's more lore heavy. Like we find out through like uh, little notes that we find within the game, like, Oh, this character is actually trans where it's not full on in the game. Yeah. Like this one is. Um, yeah. And yeah, like, like you said, uh, self self help, self care, you know, mm-hmm. going forward. Uh, and a lot of people, even who aren't trans, don't take those steps. And it's yeah. a, it's really good that he's taking that yeah. for, moving forward. Uh, before we go on to another note, uh, do we want to, like, is there anything else uh, from these intro scenes that we want to talk about? Don't think so. I did really like reading the letter from Allison to Tyler. Yes. Um, mm. It was just, like, interesting to see because later you learn that they haven't really talked or they haven't seen each other in 10 years so that but mm-hmm. she was very candid in her letter yeah so i thought that was interesting that she still felt she could be that way with some with like even though it's her brother she hasn't seen him mm-hmm. since they were 12 yeah no so, i agree yeah yeah uh i also liked allison's room made me think i was gonna like her like right off the bat because she had like a telescope and some astronomy stuff and i am super into astronomy and like that's like just my thing yeah but then shockingly it actually took me a really long time to warm up to allison (laughs) she's getting like she like goes on and off my nerves a little bit yeah it's like all right calm down yeah like (laughs) like it's everything's fine like i actually Mm -hmm. really like tyler's personality a little more than allison's i I latched onto tyler right away i liked tyler immediately same i just for allison it was like 
I like her, but at the same time, like she's just so dead set. Like this is her plan and this is what we're doing. Like she, it was very hard to like get her to stray from that plan. Mm. Like she's not interested in learning anything. Which once we get to the end, I wish I had a pen. I don't want to jump ahead to the, uh, but I think the ending kind of explains her personality a little bit more. And I'll, and I'll get yeah. to that. Yeah. Uh, I'm putting I think there's tension. depth in the like I think she's holding a lot of tension mm-hmm. yes. and that's probably why she grips so tightly and, to a yeah. plan and to everything going the way she's planned like wants it yeah. to go <laughs> because and why there's... she wants to put everything in the past she doesn't want to think of any of that that's what I right. mean I yeah. think the ending more explains mm-hmm. her personality yeah and I I don't want to jump ahead to the end because, you know, people watching this, spoiler alert, blah, 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 they, they've already played it, but I don't want to jump ahead in our conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I like how we see those separate lives. But like going forward, um, let's get to the boats real quick. And I want to get each of our perspectives on the gift that Tyler received from mm-hmm. Allison um, from uh, Eddie. Right. Uh, Eddie was the police officer and Eddie gives uh, Tyler a ring. And I can't remember the people group. Um, It was very hard. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it began with a T, but it didn't wasn't a T sound. That's all. And it's not Klingon. It's no, it's absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Allison's like, you know what the Klingons think of that? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's a Klingon. <laughs> like, um, but that's the thing is that um, there, there's not only going to be. And what I find interesting is that they're Donut is taking this setting of Alaska mm-hmm. right into the story. Well, yeah. uh, because, well, like, that's the thing. Usually you get a setting of a game and not really not the in-depth yeah not really the cultural aspects of that location go into play whereas i feel like the not only the transgender community that is going to be in play but also the alaskan culture yeah it's going to be the tribes the tribes and everything are going to be in play uh so we played ours and uh did you accept the gift i I was torn for a very long time, but I did in the end. Yes, you did. Why? Yes. Why? Why did you? Um, I I went about it through like the lens of Tyler, who has a lot of built up resentment and blah blah blah, but also knows what it is to be a marginalized person and knows what it is to like have a a specific culture and a specific part of yourself be extremely important to okay. you and like not wanting to disrespect that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was some of that perspective and also some of the just like I figure even after 10 years it's your twin and you really want this relationship to come back together. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. a first step. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Liz, did you accept the gift? I did not, but I didn't like do it harshly. I didn't choose like the You didn't really throw hard. it in the water. Yeah, I did yeah. not throw it in the water. I was just like, <laughs> I can't accept this right now. Mm-hmm. Like, and I did yeah. that because, and I was torn for a while too, for the same reason where it was like, you want your sister to be happy, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I feel like his character for me just was giving off the vibe of like, he just wasn't ready to forgive Eddie for that yet. Yeah. And so like, I if the game lets me, I want to have him build that better relationship with Eddie mm-hmm. along the line. But I just feel like right out the gate, he just wasn't ready to just say like, yep, all is forgiven, you know, yeah. and just accept it. Yeah. I like, uh, Andrew, I like your answer a lot because, mm-hmm. uh, Tyler knows about how to be yeah. a marginalized community. 
and he can get that. But I also understand your perspective as well, Liz, where uh, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of resentment mm -hmm. towards this one specific person. Uh, so we have two dividing sides here where are you part of a community, but are you also focusing on people as individuals mm -hmm. and what kind of hate that can bring and what kind of resentment that can bring? Uh, if I was entirely... I will also say that I didn't like love mm -hmm. Allison bringing that up. Yeah, it was Like a there was a time. twinge of me that was like, don't use his culture to force a reconciliation. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there was a yeah. little bit of me that was like, stop it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's what I mean. Uh, Allison was very strong in that way like yeah. come on like you have to accept it and, and that's the thing after 10 years yeah. after after 10 years and he just got out of that place right yeah. right like what you're saying it's kind of bad timing it's a little bad taste yeah like had she waited for later in the day they had some conversation or even met up with yeah uh, and, and here's the other thing why did eddie send it with allison yeah, that's not that's that was the other thing like why didn't he just wait and give it to him himself? yeah he knew he was gonna see tyler yeah because yeah. he was coming <laughs> back i don't know uh I, all I've, kinds of wrong yeah <laughs> and i don't even think that was the writing's faults either i wouldn't even blame it on the writing of the story i would i would just blame it because you know there's people out there that do that like oh yeah, yeah. can you give this to him you know i don't know yeah. if i'll see him um, I don't think that's really out of the realm of reality. Mm -hmm. No, I have relatives that would do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you have people. I have relatives your... that would be like, "Take this. You have to take it. I apologize to you. Why are you still mad at me?" Like, I I have a relative I'm specifically thinking of who would do exactly this. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I I can't even think of anybody that would do that. But that's because I cut those people off. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, I, I I thought that was an important scene. Just because we get to we get to define what Tyler's forgiveness looks like, yeah, or even what his resentment will look like in the game, um, and and I think that was really uh, vital, and I, and I feel like if I was in Tyler's uh, shoes, my God, sorry, a squirrel just jumped at my window and scared what the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh apparently i apparently i shouldn't do yeah, the culture is important i'm sorry i'm not gonna do this. Yeah. everyone's angry <laughs> he came all the way from alaska just to jump at your window i've never i've never seen a squirrel come up to that was i'm sorry okay go ahead <laughs> we're podcasting great yep continue <laughs> we're all okay here i'm okay i feel andrew's pain though I'm glad. I'm, I'm feeling it through the Discord. Gotcha. But <laughs> anyway. Anyways, but I I thought this was a fantastic scene just to set that up. I feel like if I was Tyler, I don't know. I feel like I would have accepted the ring out of guilt just to say it, but I don't think I would in my heart say I would be like, sure, yeah, yeah okay. And but that's the thing. The game wouldn't read it that way. Yeah, no. And that's why I chose the subtle no, not like I'm just gonna toss it in the water. Yeah. But like, it was just like, not yet. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's really what he said. He said, I'm not ready right now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, this isn't yeah. not yet. So. I will just say that like, that part of the boat scene wasn't even the most impactful for me. I was in love with the fact that you could just lean on the railing and like silently stand on the boat next to Allison, mm -hmm. or you could just silently stand on the other side. Like, I have said this in, in so many places, but like art and media these days 
are so focused on giving us stimuli to keep us interested constantly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like silence is a a good thing sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And especially in this moment where it's like, you've got these two twins who haven't seen each other in 10 years and they're trying to figure out how to be together again. And they both want to, but it's not going to be an instant like, oop, we're back. Yeah. So that silence is almost like a moment of processing, which is really cool that Mm. the game Mm -hmm. gives you that. I like that. And beautiful views. Gorgeous views. And that. Yeah, the backgrounds in this game were stunning. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, I remember when I moved to Alaska. I remember when Tyler said uh, in his facility, he was just saying like, "I'm gonna miss this view." I'm like, "Like you live in Alaska? What? It's nothing but view. It's (laughs) like it's Alaska, dude." Uh, Because that wasn't even the best view in the game. Yeah, I've been to a puddle. Yeah, that's the thing. Like. I've been to Juneau and uh, Ketchikan, uh, Alaska. I've been on the coast of Alaska, and it's just, it's nothing but views. I, I absolutely adore Alaska, but your boy has seasonal depression. Yeah, every time we have any, anytime we're watching a show or movie or anything, and it's in Alaska, I'm like, we should move to Alaska. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> you'll I do great there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, um, one of the things I do want to bring up, uh, one thing about the gameplay. Uh, one one simple thing i like the shared memories in this and this is another cultural thing within this game so we have alaskan culture we have transgender uh, culture but then we have twin culture and mm-hmm. a lot of studies do say that twins share minds in very i'll say very creepy ways like twins yeah, like they can have the same the same like dreams and mm-hmm. weird stuff feel each other's yeah. pain yeah. like that tele- i also really liked the memories i thought it was like yeah. a cool way to just like be like there's a deeper bond here mm-hmm. and it also establishes something of a world with like some supernatural elements like those were trickled in throughout and that was one of the ways yeah mm-hmm. i didn't i don't know if i loved the voice though like telepathy oh, for me yeah. was like maybe a little too much <laughs> it was a li- yeah. it's a little too supernatural yeah that's yeah. the thing i feel like if the game didn't have the telepathy, I think it would have been just fine. If it had the memories, I'd yeah. be like, oh, we can share memories. And that's a little yeah. bit more realistic because, yeah. you know, where you're starting to relive things. Yeah. The telepathy is where you start to get out it's of that. Like, like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, are we going the supernatural route and this is real? Yeah. Or is this not real and it's in their heads? Like, it, I'm, I'm confused as to where And they're maybe yeah. more insane than Marianne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the thing. I think that's just uh, don't nod. Uh, just like wanting some supernatural. They got the supernatural. Like they don't know it's how like, come to on. Not have it in there. We got to have some supernatural in here, dude. Like telepathy. Got it. Because <laughs> twins. Um, I still remember there was uh, a football life and it, it's on NFL Network. It's amazing stories. They're like mini documentaries of mm-hmm. players' lives and how they grew up in life and how they got to the NFL. There was one in the football life and I can't remember who they were, but it was a set of twins mm-hmm. and they made it to the NFL. But they played with the same team every time. But then it got to a point in the story where one of them got traded. And I'm gonna say that's gotta happen eventually. Each yeah. and each of them faced like a severe depression because they were twins and like they Literally felt like had never been apart. And this is the first time they were apart. They said that their wife their wives used to say that like they were on the phone for 14 hours a day some days. Like <laughs> they had to be together. Yeah. Um and I think it that- can be a pretty intense connection. My mom oh, yeah. was a twin. Oh yeah. Um yeah. And she like she they grew up together and they, you know, I mean, like they're my grandmother and grandfather 
had five kids and were not super well off. So they like made enough to support their children, but they certainly didn't go extravagant yeah. vacationing and nobody was going to an out of state school or anything. So mm-hmm. my mom like put herself through nursing school and then her sister, my aunt ended up deciding to join a convent and joined a convent in France, like became wow. a nun in France. Whoa. And I remember my mom saying that like just that moment of her traveling across yeah. The sea mm-hmm. was like, oof, you know, when it yeah. first, the first separation. Yeah. Yeah. Really. And I like how we're diving in this story. We're, we're diving into a lot of cultures, but it's a lot of cultures, but they fit within the realm of the story. Mm-hmm. And I like how it's not just thrown in there. It, yeah, it's, it's not like squeezed in. It's like it belongs there. Yeah. These are twins. One of them is, uh, going through transition or they they're finally through transition uh but like if we see the flashback scenes and we're also going through uh you know the twins in alaska mm-hmm. i forget if i said alaska first or twins first but i'm gonna repeat it yeah, alaska or twins but they all fit within the realm of the story yeah. and i love that and we even get in some religious uh yeah. aspects which uh again i don't want to jump ahead i think let's um since we're almost like halfway through, well, we're probably going to hit an hour and a half. Who knows? Yeah, be- let's be real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't want to cut it short and not talk about important stuff. Exactly. Oh, but geez. I'm uh, never going to bed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's just talk about Marianne for a yeah. second. And uh, the very first thing that I, I wrote down is that the very first thing that we get to know about Marianne through the memories is that. She always denied Tyler. Mm-hmm. You know, Tyler always said that I felt like she always said no to me. And Allison said, well, she always said no to me, too. But Tyler it's said like that it felt more personal, felt personal when it came to me. Yeah. Uh, like saying no in that way, going to you know, become a hockey player, cutting your hair short, mm-hmm. all that. Uh, and uh, talking about that, what did we think of Mary Ann as we first got introduced to her character? I think. There are some parts where, like, yes, in the scenes where she's saying no to Tyler, she sounds like a harsh parent. Mm -hmm. But then there were scenes and things where she seemed fine. Yeah. Like, she played with them in the store, and she had their her pet names for them, and they seemed to have fun. But then it would seem like it would get to a point where she Mm -hmm. was done, or she was just stressed out. Like, right now, it seems like she was an overworked parent at the end of her line, basically. Yeah. Like she was just yelling at them because she was just so tired and couldn't deal. Yeah. I'll, I'll get into the twist in a second. Yeah. But I'm talking about like very first impressions because when he said overworked, I was like, oh, I want to jump into that so bad. But um, yeah. but yeah, very first impressions, we find out that Marianne was overworked and tired and just uh, and low. On, they didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. And it seemed like she was very aggressive towards her children. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Andrew, what were your first thoughts? Yeah. I mean, the, the initial... Well, because the initial perspective you get on Marianne is is the children's perspective, mm-hmm. the one that that Allison and Tyler have been holding on to. Yeah. yeah. So your perspective of her being personal with Tyler is his perspective on her. That's mm-hmm. what he felt. Mm-hmm. Um, the perspective of of her being kind of stringent, like she clearly was like very particular. She wanted organic things. She yeah. had like mm-hmm. like a lot of particularities that mm-hmm. maybe were a bit of an inconvenience <laughs> at time, but she was very stubborn about sticking to them. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So you kind of get this like hard view of her at first. The 
the twist obviously opens her up in a big way. But before that, when they first find the Book of Goblins, yes, um, you know, Allison says she wrote it, but they talk about Marianne helped write a lot of the stories in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys read all of it. I didn't. I did. Oh, most people on the internet were like, I'm not reading. And I was like, fucking read, bitch. <laughs> hey, Andrew, <laughs> we're a clean podcast. That was aggressive. He's cut off. Aggressive. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Fourth time is the last time. Fourth time. Uh, you're about to get to the fifth time SNL style, but you're over. I'm so terrible. Um, no, but I, I yeah. felt like very much like, I mean, you know, it's, it's up to the player whether they actually want to yeah. read or not. But yeah. it was included as lore. In my mind, yeah. I went to read it, but we just the didn't idea have the time. Yeah. was like, yeah, the idea that I like, I went into it and I was like, okay, great, we've already got that the kids are the goblins, and so then every character that was introduced in the lore, I was trying to figure out who they were because mm-hmm. I figured mm-hmm. every single one of them was based on a real person, and Marianne was assigning these characters mm-hmm. to people. I knew Marianne was the princess. I knew the children were the goblins. Um, I figured out early on that Tessa was the pelican because it was like, who's bringing food all the time, blah, 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 blah. And very pious. Yeah. So there was a lot of like stuff like that where I was like, I'm going to read through this and try to tie some stuff together. And there were a lot of interesting things within those stories that like the whole backstory of the princess is that she ran away from something and she was being hunted and she ran away from a really bad situation that she would never talk about. Mm. So I think... Marianne might have escaped an abusive relationship. Mary, you know what I mean? I think yeah. Marianne had, like, that was the first moment that I was like, something happened with her mm-hmm. that has put her into whatever mental state she's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. We don't really dive into, and I'm sure in later episodes, we're going to find out more about Marianne. But from mm-hmm. what we know now, and and that's the thing. If you're, if you're listening to this and you haven't read that book yet, I'm planning on reading that book. Yeah like many books on my shelf, but um, I, I think it's important because we're going to get to know the lore of the story and yeah. we get to find out that, you know, she went through something abusive. Yeah. Right. And to point out something, we know nothing about the twins father. Well, that's what Andrew was trying to point that. out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that'll like maybe at one point in the story, we'll get to know mm-hmm. where he is. Yeah. Yeah. Or it'll be like Life is Strange too, and it'll be like, "Hey, Papa's home." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Very the game, soon, the, chapter three is just gonna be one of like the two twins will come on screen and just go, "Hey, the end." <laughs> chapter three, title: Papa's home. <laughs> um. Wow. So. Yeah, we get to see that uh, she's been abusive. She's overworked, um, very tired. Now, I want to go into the twist, but I also want to mend in because you already mentioned Tessa. The twist kind of relates to Tessa. Mm-hmm. So oh, very much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like so the twist, I'm just going to say it. the twist. We finally get into Marianne's room uh, because we solved the riddle. Uh, all of us solved the riddle, you know, but we did not go through Reddit and uh <laughs> Oh, I solved the riddle, so... <laughs> so did we. we. I read the stories and figured <laughs> it out. Uh, yeah, we, we've solved it, too. Yeah. Like, you just read the story and you figure it out. Um, but yeah, so then we get to find out in her room, she has two things. One is a pamphlet for what we find to be a, you know, a uh, conversion therapy camp. Mm-hmm. But then also another book 
and what Tyler figured, uh, said very well, a very rare find in 2005. Yes. How to raise your transgender child. Yeah. Which when uh, Tyler said that, I was like, yeah, that had yeah. to be the hardest to find. Because right now in 2020. Especially in Alaska. That's true. Oh, yeah. In Alaska. Um, like, we yeah, didn't, you got to think contextually Amazon. about when she was getting that book. Yeah, yeah in 2005. We didn't have Amazon the back then. No. Yeah, we Wait, didn't even did have I mean, I when did Amazon happen? I don't think it was like. No, it wasn't widespread. It wasn't. They probably didn't go to Alaska. I mean, I said I still ordered things from Walmart and had it shipped to me. Yeah, right. Amazon wasn't my first choice. Yeah, and that's the thing. So we. Oh, I wonder if she got it from like Books a Million or like Walden Books or one of those bookstores that's closed now. Stop! It's (laughs) already a sad story. (laughs) (laughs) We still have Books a Million out here. Oh yeah, we do. But anyway, so we find this book, and that's the twist: is that while she was overworked and just stressed out, she was still open. And we start yeah. to find out uh, where her stress came from was from Tessa. So that's why yeah. we kind of like mend this uh, twist with Tessa. So mm-hmm. uh, we first also get introduced to Tessa by going to the old uh, grocery shop, which uh, Michael was the yes. uh, Michael is amazing. I hope we get more of him. You're talking uh, about the friend, right? Yeah. Not the guy, the older guy. No. Okay, yeah. No, not the older yeah, guy. Yeah, Michael sounds fun. I want more of Michael. More of Michael in 2020. We need that vibe. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, but we get to find Tessa in the grocery store, and we're trying to find out information. And within that information, we're starting to find this twist. So mm-hmm. uh, t- uh, with you two, how did the twist and Tessa, you know, kind of uh, fit with you in, in your in your, um, in your minds, I want to say? Like, what do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> then why'd you ask? You're I'm leading sure. this discussion so well. I, know. <laughs> I was trying to, like, figure out how to put it to words. Like, but... what do you mean, like, how they mix? Because the only thing that they have in common is that we think Tessa gave her the pamphlet, but we don't know what. Well, here's sure. the thing. In your playthrough, you did not get the truth out of Tessa. That was oh, my I fault. Did. You I did. I wasn't what? paying attention. We're, we're going to go to Andrew. Okay. We are live with Andrew on the scene. Andrew Orsi. Uh, he has found out the All truth right, about why Tessa. Him, why don't you just let him uh, we are live with Andrew. Andrew, would you like a report? Uh, yeah. So uh, Tessa, Tessa is the one who gave her the pamphlet. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. Their argument that the two were remembering um, was over that. Like mm. she gave Marianne the pamphlet. Marianne had exactly the opposite view and thought it was inappropriate and had an argument with Tessa as a result. Gotcha. So okay. it was Tessa. Um it does seem like when you when you get it out of her, you basically have to like get all the information and then just accuse her straight out with complete facts. You just have mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, the conversion therapy camp. Yeah, Virtue Seekers Youth Camp. Now you remember which one. And finally, Tess is like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she, yeah. you know, Tyler kind of confronts her and is like, do you know what they do to children in those camps? And she's like, well, I do now. Yeah. But it's, I wasn't sure how to take that. Because if you hack into her computer, mm. she still has an email from their yeah, mailing list. We did see like that. right then. And so I was like, do you actually know what they do? I, I'm confused. So I'm not quite sure how to take Tessa right now. Yeah. But I do know that Tessa also like helped Marianne out a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that in many ways she is well intentioned. Mm-hmm. Um she just has a very clearly different view on 
what being transgender is mm -hmm. and and Marianne did not jive with her at all in that mm -hmm. way. So yeah. 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 Now, I related somewhat to this scene just because when I was growing up, you know, I was very aggressive. My father was, you know, I shared on the podcast, an mm -hmm. alcoholic, a drug user. And my mom was super stressed out because uh, she took me to all these places that fed us. My my mom worked uh, three jobs at one point. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she took us to these families. And I would overhear these like people saying, like, you can't be taking him to his father anymore. What are you doing? You're not you're not being the best parent because my mom yeah. wanted me to come to my own conclusion about my dad. Yeah. Uh, so I can't relate totally because I'm not in the same situation, yeah. but I know what it's like to be a kid and hear someone talking to your parent that way. He's saying that you're not raising him right. Yeah. You know, whereas, haha, now I have a gaming podcast. So <laughs> just suck on that. <laughs> take, that. <laughs> take that i have a not so successful gaming podcast but it's successful it's getting there we're, we're shooting up by the way uh if you're a new listener wow welcome and thank you thank you please stick around but uh that's my point is that i i've been in that situation yeah. but i haven't been in my mom's situation i haven't been in marianne's situation but i can feel for the kids mm -hmm. uh in that light because i've have seen people try to give my mom pamphlets and saying that Adam should go to like how to raise you. Yeah. Now, yeah. in the terms of conversion therapy, uh, as once a uh, youth pastor uh, going to a church and why I'm no longer a youth pastor anymore, uh, you would not believe how many kids I would have to. They would come out to me mm -hmm. and I would be like, I really, really want to tell the church this because this is dire. Some of them were suicidal. But I knew, like, as soon as I told somebody, seriously, mm -hmm. I know what happens in those camps. And I'm like, listen, dude, like, we got to, by the way, it will be a serious moment. I'm like, hey, bro, listen, let's talk. Let's wrap. Uh, but I would say, hey, man, listen, we've got to talk about this. I, I really want to be there for you. Uh, there was even a student who came out to me uh, thinking about transgender. Mm -hmm. And I was... I was just like, okay, listen, man, we, we really got to talk. Um, I want to build up to this point where we can tell your parents, but if we tell your parents now, or if we tell the church this and they think that's, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll, they'll send you off. Like, I don't yeah. think they'll immediately. And I don't think it's that extreme uh, with all of my churches, but I'm scared of that. I'm scared yeah. of any kid going to these conversion therapy camps mm -hmm. because these, these kids who go to these camps, it's it's um it's not good. Yeah. And I don't want to say it like that. Like, it's not good. It's just it's awful. It's yeah. absolutely awful. Well, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. And if we're talking about conversion therapy camps specifically, it's not good. Yeah. Like yeah. that, I think, is just kind of point blank. Like, yeah, just like, the stuff that they put kids through, the way that they treat them, the way mm -hmm. that the way that they teach the type of self-talk that they teach is yeah. so demeaning. Exactly. That, like. It's not good. Yeah. I, yeah. I hate the slogan, um, pray the gay away. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that mm -hmm. so much. It's just, yeah. um, it, okay. One, uh, prayer doesn't work like that. Thank yeah. you. Uh, two, why, why are you making a slogan about prayer? It's not a little rhyme rap. Mm -hmm. I mean, that let's, let's keep this all, you know, uh, let's keep this holy and not being like, Hey there, let's make a rhyme for it. Pray the gay away. I'm like, 
do you are you not taking prayer seriously, guy? Anyways, that's not the <laughs> point. But um, I've never had a friend who went to conversion therapy. I don't think you have, uh, no. Andrew. Have you experienced any friends who are going to this? I know. I think I know one person who did go to one. I know many that were threatened with one, but did not actually get sent. Yeah. Like those are, there are several of my close friends who that happened with. And like, I have, I have the personal experience of coming out in a religious household. Like Mm -hmm. I like blessedly, you know, my parents still accepted me. Like they still loved me. There was never talk of sending me to a camp or anything. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness. Um, But there was definitely like, I remember at one point, like my parents are strict Catholics, or mm-hmm. my mom especially is. And she gave me, I think it was like a week after I came out to her, I was in the car with her and she handed me this letter and she was like, this was helping me. I think it might help you to read this. Yeah. And it was like a letter to Catholic parents of gay children. Mm. Um, and I just remember reading the first paragraph and like bursting out sobbing and like throwing it to the floor. It did not help me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also, it, it's it's one of those things where that's why this, the twist of Marianne trying to be supportive was really interesting for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, obviously I have not had the coming out as trans experience, but I have had a coming out experience mm-hmm. with a parent who maybe didn't know how to handle me coming out right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like she and <laughs> The interesting thing about quarantine is like I've been having so many conversations with her and we've gotten so much closer because I call her more often than ever because I'm lonely and depressed all the time. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) So so we ended up actually getting into we've had a lot of discussions of the subject of gay marriage and that like we've gotten into a lot of political discussions I never thought I was going to have candidly with my mother. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been really wonderful because we actually have conversations. It's not like she will listen to me. We listen to each other. We like, you know, there's, it's, it's a loving sort of conversation Mm -hmm. as opposed to the hateful diatribe you get from the internet all the time nowadays. Mm. Yeah. Um, so while we don't have the same views on it, we ended up eventually circling around to talking about when I came out to her and me telling her that like how hard it was, her reaction Mm -hmm. was like, hit me pretty hard. And it was one of those things where she was like, I was not so much like, disappointed in you there was no part of me that was like angry at you or or you know what I mean she was like all of my reaction was like being afraid for you and having to deal with things in the world and blah 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 and I was like you know I understand that and it's I don't Mm -hmm. hold it against you I just think I think it's especially good if you're if you're a parent I almost want to say like if you're any parent like Mm -hmm. you need to read something on how to handle this process in society right now in case it happens because like Mm -hmm that initial reaction like for me saying the words i'm gay to my mom i was so vulnerable in that moment that like my emotions were spiraling so far mm-hmm. i was a teenager i like hormones i'm sure were insane and i was incredibly sensitive to everything that was happening so any sort of like negativity in her reaction mm-hmm. i'm going to misinterpret as incredibly personal Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take that as her being disappointed in me, whether she's directly saying that or not. So it's not even so much a matter of like, it's the same kind of thing as like if a toddler, you know how if a toddler falls and scrapes their knee and the first thing you do is laugh, sometimes they won't cry because they see your reaction and they respond to it. Mm -hmm. They're more sensitive to like the emotional reaction that you're handing them. Mm -hmm. It's almost that same sort of thing. 
Like you almost have to be aware of the emotional reaction you are handing to the vulnerable child. Mm -hmm. And then it makes me interested in the line from Tyler of when Marianne said no to me, it felt personal is I wonder if some of his emotional vulnerability and being a transgender child trying to come out to his mom, who he wasn't sure if he was going to be accepted by made everything feel even more personal than she intended Mm -hmm. it. Mm. It's, it's a very complex thing. And it made this, so much more interesting once we got kind of this backstory and this like her fighting with Tessa she's got you know a close friend who is now handing her an opposite viewpoint that she doesn't agree with and that's increasing her stress about this whole issue yeah Yeah. so it this was this like this blew up the complexity of Marianne for me really really well like this was a, a huge depth of character yeah yeah no uh and that's the thing. I, I liked how in the very first chapter, we get this sort of huge character arc with Marianne. And I, and, and uh, I like what you said, where uh, we all share the story where in our perspectives, in, in our times where we're in this kind of struggle, especially as teenagers, right? We take things very personally. But in the background, there are parents are fighting the same kind of battle. It could be like Marianne's who are just... They are just trying to support their children, but there are yeah. so many people around them just trying to judge them. Yeah. It's incredible. I always had the fear of, you know, when I'm a youth pastor, what if my kid told me they're gay? Mm-hmm. For me, uh, by the way, I, I always tell people this. I, I've, I've gone through aggression, alcohol problems, uh, like gang violence, right? I've had all this. I, I'm not saying it's in a bad way, but I've had mostly kids come out to me and it's just like, I love you. I can't relate to you because like, I've never had this experience before. Uh, And a lot of kids, a lot more than the church wants to say, they had this struggle that suicide, uh, only a couple transgender in my viewpoint. And I had this kind of struggle that what if I'm a youth pastor and my kid came out to me immediately I would do the same thing as I did to these kids. Like, listen, I love you. You're still, you know, you're still, you're still my boy. You're still my girl. What up? Uh, and we would just dap. Mm. No, but, and I would, and I would do that to my own kid. Like we would dap and then that's that. But my fear would be like, what is the entire church Yeah, going to think that the youth pastor, uh, I'm doing air quotes, audio listeners can't control his kid. Yeah. That was my biggest fear. Yeah. Of because th- there was a possibility and I would love that kid to death. Yeah. But then I would have a job that would have me under a fishbowl, just yeah. like Marianne uh, with her pious friends, you know, and, and I related a lot to that. I'm like, what if my kid? Because mm-hmm. and, th- and that's why I'm a little relieved that I'm not in yeah. church ministry. It's just because I get to handle it how you want to handle it as a parent right? and not worry about your job being on the line yeah. or your kid being who they are. I want to handle it as a father and as a man of God, mm-hmm. but not under a fishbowl with a lot of pressure like Marianne yeah. with Tessa. Yeah. Uh, because you have to also keep in mind that she was probably scared that if she disagreed with Tessa, she Tessa would get... stop helping her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also have to remember, like the, the other thing is like, the children, like, especially by the time they're 12, especially by the time you're getting towards yeah. teenage years, mm-hmm. the kids are going to be just as aware of that mm-hmm. in a lot of ways as you are. Like if, if the church you're a part of, or if the friends that you yeah. 
our our keeping our part of a church that like isn't like for me i knew how much the catholic church was not okay with me being gay yeah mm-hmm. i it i denied it to myself for years i went back into the closet several times like i sort of half tried to come out one day and then like was like no 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 never mind bye mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. spend four more years in here yeah. <laughs> and like it was just it was one of those things where like i hated myself enough already because of like the church and society like i had a lot of that and that was that's why i say like it sucks that that it then all falls to the parent to like overcompensate yeah. for society. But that's why as a parent, like your first response to the child that's coming out is like, it needs to be positive. It needs to be expressing love. It needs to be expressing that this is a completely normal part of who they are. Mm-hmm. And you need to place yourself as someone that they can be open with about this so that if society is hurting them in any way, they will come to you about it. And that's how you help them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like these are very important things. And I don't yeah. know that every parent necessarily is able to know that because many of them haven't lived that experience yeah and that's why representation is important mm-hmm. and that's why all these things are important yes. because mm-hmm. the more these things get put into media the more people will learn how to do this better yeah, yeah. it's educational you know yep um i i pass this by and i'm just going to make a very brief side note but we get to meet sam and we have this great encounter with tyler and sam mm-hmm. uh where uh sam says like oh i didn't know they could make a woman look so much like a man and Tyler says, that's because I am a man, Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to put my little note in there where he said, like, well, it's just that, you know, you're not like a like a real man. But like what I said before, yeah, with Tyler, you know, stepping up, taking responsibility, you know, that that marks true uh, man in, in my mind. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter how tough and brawny and how much bacon you consume um but it's how much responsibility you take up in life and i think tyler uh you know stood up for that and uh where sam's glad that they gave you the response when like Mm -hmm. sam is like yeah i just didn't think they could make like a woman look so much like a real man and then tyler can just be like i am a man bye yeah exactly (laughs) And I, and I like, I, like, I saw that choice, and I was like, "This isn't a choice." I know what I'm saying. <laughs> and I liked how, I, I liked how Sam said, "Well, you know, you gotta, you know, let us old folks, you know, keep up with you." And Tyler's response, and again, this was a choice, but like, this isn't a yeah. choice. Where Tyler said, "Well, you know, or you could just." respect people for the way they want to be yeah. called man yeah uh and that's just the thing and, and i and i like the thing, i understand that like and i've had this conversation with yeah. with my mom and with other yeah. people is like i understand that maybe for your brain processing some of it and understanding it is not going to come immediately yeah yeah like, i get that you grew up in a different world these things didn't exist you don't know them you haven't had this experience that is all fine and legitimate but Simply being asked to respect that this person now identifies as a, as a different gender than they were born as to like biologically born as um, to respect someone's pronouns and to respect the name that they've chosen for themselves. Like these aren't hard things to do. It's the same as like if somebody if mm-hmm. I were to tell you I don't like the name Andrew, I prefer to go by Drew. You would just call me Drew. You know oh, what I mean? It's a nickname. God. Yeah. Like it's just a matter of respecting what somebody wants to be called in life. I get that all and like going into names, um, you know, at work, you know, I meet a lot of people, like a lot of new employees and, you know, I'll, I'll meet a Mike or a Michael or any kind of that. And I would say like, oh man, like, what do you like to be called? You know, Mike or Michael? He's like, oh, it doesn't matter. I just say, it's your name, dude. Like call what you want to be called, man. Um, 
maybe I won't remember it, but at least tell me like, what do you want to be preferred to be called? You know, um, just like that. It's just respecting what people want. It's your name. It's your personality. It's your identity, man. Just like, you know, call me. Right. Um, I, and I then think- if you actually want to understand and you want that person to help you understand, then you actually just develop a relationship with them while respecting them. Mm-hmm. And then maybe once you know each other, you can talk about it and you can learn things. Like, exactly. wow, that's how communication works. So as I want to keep this as close to an hour as possible, <laughs> I'm just going to jump ahead to the final uh, twist here and why it explains Allison so much. Mm-hmm. So leading up to all of this, we're thinking we're, we're believing that Tyler murdered Marianne because in self defense, because we see in the later scene that Marianne had a shotgun and yeah, seeming like she was he, pointing it at Tyler at Tyler, which I want to get to know more of because she's like, Oh, this is wrong. As she's chasing, I'm like, yeah. wait, Tyler, <laughs> this is wrong. I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to keep chasing my yeah. child with a shotgun. Tyler, it doesn't look, it's, it's not what it looks like. I'm just giving you gauges. No, cause it's a 12 gauge. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bye. <laughs> You're uninvited from the next conversation. No. <laughs> <laughs> Liz and I are going to do the next games and groceries <laughs> with Chris Thompson and Andrew Orsi. Where's Adam? He's he's gone. <laughs> he's gone forever. He's we gone. don't know. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so we think about this, and we see that uh, the scene go out, and we also learn later on that Tyler and Allison are connected by a lie. We see a memory, mm-hmm. and Tyler's saying to. Or at the time, Ollie, but young Tyler. So uh, I want to, you know, I want to go into that uh, side note a little bit. When they're at the police station before they get questioned. Well, I was also going to say with the whole Tyler Ollie thing. Oh, uh, okay. We had a great conversation with uh, Travis from, you know, Rainbow Road podcast about dead naming. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, and the game does touch on dead naming, where uh, Aaron didn't call Tyler uh, by Tyler. He wanted to call him Ollie. But uh, is that, would that be an issue in, in this time? Oh, what Do you think that this game's going to so, go into uh, that? So, kind what of I thing? understand based on the things that I read pre this game and blah, 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 Ollie was not Tyler's given birth name. Oh. Ollie yeah. was the first boy name that he chose for himself. Yeah, really? that's what I caught so, on to in the for, game too. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I didn't I didn't take it with the Aaron thing. I took that as like wanted to call him his birth name cuz I don't think it said specifically Ollie. Um yeah. but the, no, as as far as I understand it to be done, Tyler is not dead named at any point in this. Okay. I Ollie think... is the original boy name that he mm-hmm. took on and then at some point in the process of transitioning and accepting himself, he decided to change to Tyler yeah. as his chosen name. The way okay. I took it from playing the game and just like picking up on things was that I think Ollie was kind of like a nickname off of his girl name. Yeah. I, think. I thought it was possible, but like, like I wasn't that sure wasn't like confirmed. maybe his name was Olivia or something. And mm-hmm. that was like the nickname that they took on. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I know I, that I had that a thought Ollie, there too. But yeah, yeah I I know specifically. I read stuff from like Don't yeah. Nod that confirmed yeah. that like Ollie is not a dead name for Tyler. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and I think that Don't Nod would respect that. And I wonder how they're going to handle it with other chapters. But that was a little side note I wanted to go into because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a point in this chapter, but it might be in later yeah. chapters that we get to talk to without Andrew Orsi. 
but <laughs> why did you make that sound like that was like the best option to talk about this with that we get to talk to without this loser <laughs> <laughs> because he's been on four times we've had enough of andrew no he's been on four times because clearly we haven't uh so let's get into the, the big twist with our guest andrew orsi there you go um <laughs> But we get to see that that the lie that they were going through mm-hmm. was that Allison was the one that killed Marianne. Yeah. She stabbed her protecting Tyler. And Tyler said, yes. listen, I killed her. You get to live your life. I'm I'm going to go through this. And I think that's like what, what we said in the beginning was that this end explained Allison how she had all this tension yeah. because she hasn't come clean. But Tyler, I feel like living his life. He's like saying, like, I know I didn't, but you know, I've spent my time, I've done it, yeah. but Allison is just still living with yeah. this. And she wants to, and that's why she wants to get rid of the house. She wants to get rid of the memories. She wants it to be done. She wants it in the past and to never have to think And she's about on it a, like a beeline, like, yeah. I need this out because she's yeah. been living this for 10 years. Now, um, can I go into my theory? Go ahead. Thank you. So, <laughs> this we, child- we won't let, ty- we won't let. Andrew, <laughs> just no, like I you. love it. Please, please theorize. <laughs> so one, Allison just stabbed their mom in the back, and she fell into the lake. Yeah, you don't see the mom actually die. We haven't. They haven't talked about a funeral. They haven't talked about anything like that. And just a stab in a random spot in the back mm-hmm. isn't typically always going to kill someone. Mama's Especially have to think of the height of a twelve-year-old. Yeah. Where she was on her mom. Mm-hmm. Got her butt. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that, but it didn't even look like it was like in her spine. Like it didn't look like it could have been in, it could have not been in a vital right. place. So like in my idea, I think the ending of this game is going to be the mom is still alive. Yeah. That is my theory. And I'll leave it there. Yeah. We predicted it in Life is Strange 2 uh, a lot. Um it was very predictable, but well, it's I, easy in Life is Strange too because their mom, we already knew the mom was still alive. Well, here's the thing, and we'll get into the ending real quick. But in terms of your theory, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing if they write that in because no, I don't think so. Because even if she's alive, I don't think I would be disappointed in a way of like, oh man, that was so predictable. But it's good because then there is closure. All, yeah, exactly. They can get closure. Allison will calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Andrew, you seem to be deep in thought. What are your, what are your thoughts going? Well, I don't know. Um, that definitely isn't one that occurred to me and I'm trying to like kind of place it as to how I would feel about that as a narrative choice. I, I don't want this to come across as like, well, I'm so good at predicting narratives, but like literally (laughs) we walked into the house before like anything was discovered. And I was like, Allison killed her. Like my brain went, Allison probably killed her instead of Tyler. Dang. I just somehow got that very early i don't know if it was Mm. because i read all the tension in allison Mm -hmm. um i don't know but i i so like the last scene ended up not having the impact it had on me that it did for like so many of the other people that i saw talking about it online because i was like oh oops i spoiled it for myself (laughs) like i I ruined it by guessing (laughs) i kind of saw it coming towards the end of the scene when tyler was or young tyler was clearly cornered on the dock i'm like where is he getting something to stab her with yeah. i'm so right. confused i right. wasn't really I will impacted say, but yeah yeah i will say that like in the lore of the book and like here's the thing mm. i wish people reading the book because I, the lore in this book is so much more interesting for me it 
it adds so much more possibility mm-hmm. to this. I don't know. It was one of the most interesting parts of the mm. game for me, even though it's like a lot of pages and a lot of stories. Yeah. They were all very cute. They were all kind of this whimsical fairy tale world. I, you know me, I love world building. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and I managed to place like several characters, like Tessa was the pelican. Uh, Marianne was the princess. The children were the goblins. Sam, I believe, is the old bear. Um, um, Eddie... I thought for a while Eddie was the moose, but you find the Ice King collectible in the sheriff's office. So he might be the Ice King. I'm unsure. Mm -hmm. Because it did seem like you found the pelican in Tessa's office and you found the princess in Marianne's room. And so it's like, that's why I'm kind of like, maybe. hmm. Um, But there is a character in the book who I haven't been able to place who it might be in real life called the Moon Hag, um, who is basically like a witch who is, is... stuck in the form of an old seal who lives at the bottom of the ice lake. Yeah. And will lure people into the lake and drag their corpses down into the lake. So the fact that Marianne fell into the lake mm-hmm. made me immediately think to the moon hag. I don't know what it would have to do with anything, but it was an interesting thought because yeah. the mad hunter yeah. appears in the last couple scenes. I was of going the- yeah. to say that thing was I, creepy. I did not write this in my notes. What the heck was that? That smile, <laughs> what the-, I, the second it's on, I'm like, that's going to haunt me tonight. Yeah, I was like... Well, the Mad Hunter is, in the story, is the one pursuing the princess from the life that she fled. Oh. So I don't know what the whole deal is with with it, because like that looks like, to me, like a supernatural kind of creature. Yeah, that um, didn't look human. When, when we first but saw it in the... That's where I'm suddenly like, ooh, if the Mad Hunter doesn't look human and could be a supernatural presence... Maybe the moon hag is also a supernatural presence in the lake because Allison and Tyler said that they got in trouble the one time that they cr- tried to cross the lake. Mm. And there was something there uh, yeah. where I was like, I wonder if something's weird about this lake. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No. Another That's part- why I'm interested. That's why I'm so interested in the yeah. storybook part because I feel like it's going to play into a lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another part of my theory with the mom still being alive is that everyone in the town seems to be hiding something from the twins. Yeah. Like don't live old like they, real memories. Yeah. You know. Like oh, they definitely. want them to forget it. They want them to get over it. Like they all kind of know something like the whole town kind of planned Marianne's fake death or they all knew she didn't die, but they all agreed it was better for the kids if they didn't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, That's I, the end. I, I think I there's going to be a lot of world building. I definitely want to revisit the game and read that mm-hmm. whole storybook. Because I think it is important. I, I think that's, you know, the developers specifically put these lore in. Yeah. Whether or not you want to read it or not. There's so much reading. That's my only problem with it. I read too slow. <laughs> yes. It would take me It would take me the whole two hours just to get through that. Yeah. And it, but that's the thing. I, I think they set it up to be more storybook-like and easier to read. Yeah. Just because... Um, uh, I, I feel like parables stories are more in tune with us than actual just listing out mm-hmm. what happened uh, or like finding out Marianne's journal. And then we just read about her past. Yeah. Now this is the whole storybook yeah. uh, that we right. can read. Um, so it's more of a metaphorical journal, which is yes. a, a cooler way to find things out. And I will yeah. say like, because it is like, it's like four page little storybook fable kind of things. It's a little mm. more digestible in that way. So even mm. if Liz, you could just do like two at a time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have to then sit there and just plow yeah. through it. I mean, I did, but I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Floki got out of his chair. Nap time's over. Nap time's over for Floki. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think this is going to go into some deep lore. Uh, I wonder if the, the Mad Hunter 
Am I right? The Mad Hunter? Yeah. I wonder if the Mad Hunter will have anything to do with like her abusive husband. Um, I wonder why we saw it in the sheriff's office because that that scared me the most. Not the smile, but like just seeing it in the corner. Like just all like, of a sudden, I was yeah. like, oh, hello. You didn't even see it at first. I was like, oh, hello. And you're like, what? And you're like, what the heck is that? Yeah, that. that <laughs> you're like, what is that? That freaked me out the most, more than the smile. I was smile like, freaked me out. That was that was weird. Mm hmm. And I think that we're going to see this in a very don't nod fashion where it's very supernatural, mm -hmm. much like Life is Strange picked up on uh, social issues, but with a supernatural kind of light. Yeah. Same thing with, um, you know, Life is Strange 2, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, and, I, and I think we're going to see a lot come out of this. Yeah. Um, I think we can uh, wrap it up there, but I yeah. think we're going to go into closing thoughts. Um you know, you know, briefly, what yeah. do we think about the whole episode? Do we miss anything? Uh, I'll start for no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Andrew, why do you why don't you start us off? Any closing thoughts, anything we missed, or like overall perspectives of the episode? I'm trying to, I don't think we missed anything like major that I was like, yeah, that's something that needs to be talked about. I think we mm -hmm. hit kind of the big things there. Um, like I, I definitely saw every. I got all ten achievements for this portion. I got all the collectibles. Like I definitely made sure to see everything. Yeah, that was in there. I'm very intrigued. Like I said, I like the little fairy tale world. I like that the lore seems to be tying into the real world, and that puzzling that out is is a more engaging way to to watch the narrative happen. Because mm -hmm. like I do think narratives are hard when they're this kind of thing where it's like everything that we're finding out is not happening right now. We're finding out an event about an event that already happened that has, mm. has already, yeah. you know, technically the characters in the story, like know about it. You know what I mean? They may yeah. not know all the details, but they know it exists. Yeah. So that can be a harder narrative to tell. And I do think that like having that extra lore to give me extra things to think through is an interesting way to approach the narrative. Mm -hmm. However, I also know that that lore is locked behind a lot of reading that mm -hmm. most gamers don't necessarily want to do. <laughs> so I don't know if maybe that's the quite the placement that would be successful for everyone. Mm -hmm. But for me, it works. I'm very intrigued. I love Tyler as a character. I, mm -hmm. I love that they've worked with trans activists on this and made sure yes. that they're, you know, representing him well. And like that, like I said, that there we are seeing some of the pain and trauma that transgender people deal with, but we're also seeing... Tyler, a very confident trans person who has worked on his mental health. And like, that's, mm -hmm. I appreciate that. I'm really glad to have a well-represented trans character in the gaming world. This is my slogan of 2020 is advocating for better <laughs> representation in gaming. Um, and I am excited to play the next part and see what happens. My only worry is that we only have three episodes and I don't want any of this to be rushed. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's my one. I, I thought that too. And I think they put on an extra hour than they usually do because life is strange episodes are usually two hours long and this is like mm. three to four hours long. Yeah. Uh, sure. So I don't think it's going to be rushed because they're, they're putting on extra time on each chapter. Yeah. So it might, I, I like what they're doing here. They might be doing, you know, an act one, act two, act three kind of situation rather than uh, a whole episode in the series. Mm -hmm. uh, if that makes right. any sense. Yeah. I also hope that, choices get a little bit more impactful yeah. i don't they were only like a couple impacts yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so like because it like went through stuff at the end and when there were things like 
Tyler made Sam respect him. And I was like, I didn't even know I was really making a choice that was going to be addressed yeah. at the end right there. I thought I was just telling him I was a man. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I'm playing this straight out of uh, come. I finally played The Walking Dead the final season. And those choices were super impactful. So coming straight off of that into this, I agree with you. Whereas uh, yeah. the choices weren't as impactful. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like Life is Strange even didn't have very impactful in, ter- in terms of other games that have a yeah. lot of choice. Um, I think there were some. Especially in, I um, feel like Life is Strange two, the the choices were more impactful than the first season. I think so, yeah. Because it impacted how your brother grew up. Yeah, but I agree with you that I I, I hope that yeah, there's same. more impactful choices. Um, Liz, any concluding thoughts? Anything uh, you want to talk about? Overall thoughts? Um, I am also very excited to play the next episode. I'm really glad that they're like only a week apart and not yes. months because yes. one, God. it'll still be mm-hmm. fresh in my mind and two, I don't have to wait. Yeah. So there's that, but I'm really excited. I can't wait to see where the story goes, especially after learning like lore from Andrew today, because mm-hmm. I didn't read the book because we didn't have time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but after learning that, like I'm really interested in learning what's going on with Marianne how every how everything comes together what everyone is hiding from the twins and mm. i'm excited to know more about the story and be depressed because i have a feeling it's going to come eventually <laughs> yeah uh, i also have a theory that alexander the like random conservative guy you can have a conversation with on the boat yes. is going to be in the story mm. somehow yeah uh liz chose not to say the last name she just said just call me tyler she didn't say I, also I, did that. Yeah, I feel because I feel like when you say when since that was an option, I feel like maybe if you say Ronan, like someone would know the family and then he'd ask questions yeah. about who he is because they knew that they had twin girls. And mm-hmm. right. I was like, all right, maybe this like is a, a small town. Yeah. So everybody probably knows each other. So I'm like, all right, so this might be a secretive thing. We'll just go with Tyler. Yeah, yep, that's what I did, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited to be involved with this because, again, I. Uh, as I was in youth ministry, I mostly had experiences with LGBT. Oh, oh man, no, I, I got to the, the T. Not the T. Minus the T. <laughs> like a like a BLT, just leave out the T. Uh, just BL. No. <laughs> no. So wrong. Oh, no. So, no. Um, Bad Adam. Which, little side note, at the restaurant, I had really? two older couples, right? Two old ladies. They come in. They said, this is so bad on topic. It is? No, it's not. They said, can we get bacon sandwiches? I was like, sure. And they said, could you also add lettuce and tomato? I said, you want a a BLT? And they said, is that what it is? I'm like, yes, that's what it be. Anyway, what are your final concluding (laughs) thoughts? I think maybe Liz should lead the next round. We'll talk less about getting gauges with a gun and sandwiches. Listen, that's all that's on my mind. Gauges and, and sandwiches. sandwiches. But um but I because I've had a lot like a good amount of experience yeah. with the homosexual community because they were in the church, they always came out, but I never had a true to life real experience with that because I I feel like it's being newly accepted into the platform because what Tyler said that this book was uh, very rarely found in 2005, Mm -hmm. 2020, you you can find it pretty much anywhere. I assume. Yeah. 
But now we're starting to really see this, and I'm excited to actually have a playable character, and we get to go through, you know, his mm-hmm. struggles, his pains, right? In mm-hmm. uh, almost like a first, almost a first-hand experience, as much as you can get, because yeah. like what you said, Donat worked with trans activist communities. Yeah. And they actually took advice. So I'm excited to learn more about this community. I'm mm-hmm. excited to learn more about the struggles because in life, I just want to be compassionate towards people mm-hmm. and I want to learn more and I want to make sure that everybody's loved in the same way. And I love how this game will be as entertaining as it is educational for me. Um, yeah. And I yeah. think that's why it's important that he is like one of the main playable characters yeah. and not yes. just a side character. Mm-hmm. Cause you learn so much more. The playable character is the one you actually get the perspective of. Yeah. You yes. know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will say like, it's, I, you know, obviously I am a gay man and not a trans man, but like, this is one of the closest things of having a playable protagonist for me that feels almost like representation of mm-hmm. me. And it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually get a little bit bitter when I have to play Alice and I'm like, no, I want to be Tyler. <laughs> Same, actually. I don't really enjoy playing Allison. I'm like, I don't want to deal with her. Well, like, I think, <laughs> I think Allison's going to play a major role just because I feel like she's being left behind. Uh, because Tyler's doing so well, because Tyler yeah. uh, had closure with this, and because mm-hmm. Tyler and everybody else... But, Everyone else has moved on. But Allison doesn't know what she wants in life. She's still living I'm with this I'm also suspicious that Allison is involved with Michael. Oh. I'm just... I have that suspicion. Well, yeah. well that's okay, because I want more of Michael. Michael for president, 2020. <laughs> I want chefs and presidents. But... Anyway. Anyways. But... Green Party. Anyways... <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, Wombat already changed my mind anyways, but, uh, I, I'm excited for this game. I'm excited for the story arc. I'm excited to learn more about this, um, uh, Mad Hunter character mm-hmm. and what this has to do with everything. I'm excited to learn more about Marianne and her struggle Yeah, because we only got to know a little bit mm-hmm. and that was a huge yeah. story arc and we still have two episodes left. Yeah. I, th- I got the sense that like when Marianne was brandishing the gun towards the dock, that there was someone like behind Tyler. Like, and that's what I'm wondering is like, was the moon hag from the lake behind yes. Tyler? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think there is a detail to that scene that is currently cropped mm-hmm. out of the frame we're getting. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was angled in such a way where mm-hmm. we don't get to. And see- she looks like intensely afraid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of a, you know, of a, of a little child. Yeah. Right. You know, begging please no shoot but all right it's time for you to sign off (laughs) (laughs) um but i am very excited for this game and you know i i planned this uh this whole round table out well before this game was actually released Mm -hmm. and you know i was trying to tell people i think this is going to be a conversation worth having and i was willing to bet on booking guests Mm -hmm. for this and so far from this chapter one i feel like i was right that this game is going to be going into some deep social and cultural uh issues that we can discuss on this Mm -hmm. so i'm glad don't not didn't hold back on that with both uh the uh, transgender community the alaskan community um as well as the twins yeah community i guess i don't know but the mindset of that yeah um 
but I'm very glad that we're having this roundtable discussion. And yeah. Um, yeah, we'll be continuing next week with uh, Chris Thompson, who is the uh, brand manager behind Hero Collector, uh, formerly of Titan Comics. So uh, yeah. very stoked for that. Uh, I'm stoked for Andrew uh, that he came on the show. What's up? And stoked for the fifth time he's going to be coming on the show, as well as the 10th and 20th well, yeah, time, where he'll eventually be the third co-host of Games of Groceries <laughs> eventually. But he's just warming his way in, like, come on, guys. Just, just That's the, what I do. Just the 30th time. Come on now. <laughs> just uh, one more. You're just gonna, I'm just going to slide into your DMs constantly. Just, like, just one more, guys. One more. <laughs> I'll do the Mad Hunter smile. I'll just come in. <laughs> no. I think that's a good way to end this conversation. Yeah. Um, Andrew, again, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your perspectives with us. Thanks for having me. I, honestly, always, always. always. <laughs> and I say that with sincere hearts. <laughs> um, uh, but anything we should plug. Uh, you, you, last time you we were on the show, a couple episodes ago, you you uh, said you're a cappella group. Is there anything new that's come up? Yeah, um, we released, uh, I think, two more videos since then, one of which I have a casual solo on, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I, in the next couple of weeks, we should be releasing a Fleetwood Mac cover that I'm super excited about. Nice. So, like, check it out. It's Black to Gold Music on Instagram. And I think that's also our handle on TikTok. If you're on TikTok, <laughs> I'm not on TikTok, so I don't know what our handle is. <laughs> um, and then it's just Black to Gold on YouTube. Um, yeah. so you can check us out and we're also on Facebook and we're going to be releasing like a lot of stuff and doing stuff. We got a, we got a new member. Oh. So we're like actually have a rounded out roster of voices, which is awesome. Nice. Cool. And, uh, anything, anything else you want to plug up? Have you been involved with any kind of charities or, um, not recently. Um, I, if, if you, uh, support I'm, I'm the general to... concepts, I mean, I, like I said, if for me, I'll just say, if you support the general concepts behind, you know, Black Lives Matter, there's a lot of charities all across the internet that you can give to that are are either geared towards if you want to help on the political side of things, there are those, but there are also a lot of like, mm -hmm. there are mutual aid groups and there are things that you can help to that are just geared towards helping people. So if you have money to be giving right now, there's a lot of people who can use it. And specifically, since we're talking about this game, trans charities would be a great thing. There are like lots of things where you can give for uh, the black trans community or just the trans community in general. Mm. Um, the Trevor project is always great in terms of like helping with like, you know, they help counter youth suicide in the LGBT community. There's like lots of them. So yes. Yeah. Give, give money if you have it, if not just support people and love them. Mm. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I like <laughs> that. Just give support, give love that that's it. Just respect people, man. Um, all right, I think I think well, this is a good time. But again, Andrew, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for discussing this and and sharing your personal perspectives. Uh, that's that's a hard yeah. thing to do on a gaming podcast of any podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'll have those links down below in the description, whether you're listening on audio or you're on YouTube. Uh, thanks for listening to long and uh, I hope you're enjoying this game as much as we are. Uh, again, we're going to be doing two more of these as each episode uh, comes out and uh, we might have a, I won't say it, but Don't. oh, we stop spoiling your own surprises. We might have a bonus episode. Anyways. Adam. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for coming on to this one. And again, love each other. Um, you know, as Ellen did, did 
DeGeneres once said, "Be kind," but you know, reports yeah, are coming maybe out. Maybe we we just don't bring that. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. You know, I think that can be a quote from someone yeah, else. <laughs> I'm stealing that from Ellen. Mm, give me that. Uh, be kind. That's mine now. Me. Well, Adam. Julie Chen said it last night on Big Brother. Ah, uh, so. dang it, Julie Chen. Ugh. My worst enemy. But be nice to each other. <laughs> There you go. Uh, thank you again for listening to this week's uh, Games of Groceries Roundtable on the Tell Me Why uh, game. Uh, brought to you by Don't Not Entertainment. And uh, we hope to find you in the next roundtable discussion where we'll have Chris Thompson, as I said before. Until then, have a good one. Be kind. Wear your mask. And have a good week. Bye.